Do you edit this so we I don't? Edit okay, the hell. I thank curse you. Way too much to do these live. So okay, I got it. I'm like, do you edit this because? Okay. Oh yeah, no, I do, I do some fancy schmancy. Editing. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, no, that's we're all. good. We're good. Okay. If you drop an f bomb, we'll get that cut out of there. There you go. All right. One, two, three. Hey, it's Rock 94.7's Carrie Stevens, and in addition to being a radio personality, I am also a type one diabetic, and I'm hanging out with Dana and Julie from the JDRF Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. We're talking about National Diabetes Awareness Month. Now, November is National Diabetes Awareness Month. We're taking this month to build awareness about what diabetes is, what to look for. Um, so how d does your traffic, do, do the incoming calls to the JDRF, do those tick up around this month? No, we typically see it around certain times of the year where like beginning of the school year where kids are going to get their doctor's appointments and then they're, you know, talking about some of the signs that they've been experiencing maybe all summer. Um, a lot of times during the holidays, again, where there's breaks and the kids are home from school and sometimes then there's opportunities where, um, you know, there's more aware about some of the things that are, you know, have maybe having some difficulty with their eyes or they've lost some weight. Um, maybe, you know, they've kind of noticed that they're drinking a lot more fluids. So there's a, just some of the things that happen, um, you know, kind of at different times. I mean, it can happen at any point, but during certain times when the kids are, like I said, going back to school, you know, holidays, those kinds of things, there seems to be a, a little bit more of an uptick of, of diagnosis. Gotcha. Um, my kids, um, that none of them, neither of them have it, which is fantastic. But every time I see them drinking water, I just kind of give them the look. Mm -hmm. Or if I notice they're going to the bathroom, I'm like, hey, um, why don't you come over here? And they give me, they're old enough now to where they give me the eye roll. And like one of them yells to the other, oh, dad thinks I got the beatus again. <laughs> so we break out the little blood testing kit and thank goodness their numbers are fine. But oh, yeah, man. that's a big fear with parents, especially if you're an adult with type one and have children. You talk to any parents like yourself, Terry, and, mm. and, and they think that and they know that. And, and it's always in the back of your mind. And a lot of people feel that and feel that pain with you. So um, let's break it down. What are some of the signs, some of the symptoms that a parent should look for when it comes to type 1? I mean, it tends to come on with younger kids. So what should they be on the lookout for? It does. For? I mean, you can be diagnosed at any age, um, young child, teenager, even into adulthood. Common signs and symptoms include um, excessive thirst, sudden weight loss, frequent urination, um, sometimes issues with their eyes uh, a lot of times can happen. Um, those are some of the key, you know, being lethargic, just don't seem themselves, um, you know, lacking energy, those kinds of things. So those are some of the key. Yeah, and a parent knows. Your parents, how did your parents know? They, from those exact symptoms. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I was over at a friend's house the day that the uh, diagnosis finally happened, and they had, like, this giant, like, sun tea uh, thing full of uh, sugar. Thank God it was sugar-free Kool-Aid. But I drained that thing in like an in, in like an, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, I had lost weight over a couple of yep. weeks, and mm -hmm. you know, going like a fire hose for Pete's sake because I was <laughs> drinking so much stinking water. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, it, when it comes, you know, as a parent, you're freaking terrified. Yeah, you know, you're wondering what's going on with my kid, and you know, we uh, I met a few uh, parents at the uh, at the one walk. Mm -hmm. And, man, those little kids, I was talking to a guy whose kid was diagnosed at, like, maybe about a year and a half old. Yeah. And managing that disease at that it's, young of an age? It's, it's 
terrible. And it's, I mean, it, it, when a child gets diagnosed that young, you don't know what they're going to eat, how much they're going to eat, what they're taking, what their snacks are. Now, how do you manage a child that that you need to? So that's really tough. Those young ages are, are tough on the parents and tough on the kids, and especially if they can't communicate verbally any of their needs to you. So yeah. um, one of the things too, Terry, and I'm sure we'll get to this, is maybe some misconceptions about type one and maybe some of the things that, that you've heard. Oh, too. I hear it all the time. Hey, you can't be eating sugar. Yeah. Or uh, how yeah. come you're not fat? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, just, I, yeah, um, there's, a, yeah there, there's a lot of that out there. I, it, I do. It sets me off when I hear someone call it the sugar, though. I'm like, yeah. no, stop that. That's dismissive. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, type 1, you know, uh, is really the auto, it's an autoimmune disease. You know, the body, the immune system is attacking the, the pancreas, the beta cells in there and uh, making it so that the body no longer secretes the hormone to basically break down sugars in the body. So, yeah, um, and, and different from type 2, type 2. Of course, you know, people still have insulin production. Uh, the body might not use it the way it used to. Um, and, you know, a lot of times with diet, exercise, um, sometimes pill pills of medications can help regulate that and help the body, um, you know, break down those sugars in the body. But um, definitely very different. I mean, type 1s, they need insulin to survive and, and, and live. And, you know, somebody with type 2, not to say that, you know, the the complications that come with the disease, whether they're type 1 or type 2, aren't serious. But type 2 is definitely a much more manageable uh, disease than type 1. It really takes um, a lot to make sure you're you're doing good on keeping your blood sugars in normal range, that 80 to 120. Yep. So, and we know, Terry, you're not... You're not a kid anymore. You still have it. Wow, so we'll thanks. Give you, you're welcome. You know I had to put that in. Yeah. I'm a lifer. Yeah. yeah, you're a lifer with this. You don't outgrow it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go away. Yeah, I can do as I can do all the cardio in the world, but I've still got a busted pancreas. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. eat right, I exercise, and I do all that stuff, but mm -hmm. pancreas is still broken. Yeah. The thing is with type 1s and type 2s, um, a type 1... We have a zombie apocalypse plan. I think all of us do. Like, mm -hmm. if the world goes to complete heck and it turns into the walking dead, step one, I take over a pharmacy. <laughs> for real, without that, yeah. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, get the rock break. Absolutely. You're going you know, in. And my apologies yeah. to any pharmacist who is listening, but look, man, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm more than willing to work out trade deals. I, I'm pretty handy around the around the shop or whatever, but my, I need some insulin, bro. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. But, you know, type two, you don't really, I don't know if you have to make the zombie apocalypse plan, yeah. you know? It's, I like that you have a plan in place. Oh, I do. Solid planning. Got strategy. I have friends who are uh, who are RNs or CNAs. We got to have some medical staff on on deck in yeah. case things go haywire. Yeah, um, true. It, it's funny in a, in an episode of The Walking Dead, they had a diabetic character. Who, oh, they did. Oh yeah, oh. She, she, a side character who was going into um, what looked like um, a hypoglycemia. She, she was having a low blood sugar mm -hmm. episode, and the guy jabs her with insulin. Oh no! I'm like, no, that's the wrong <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, but you're right about those misconceptions. Yeah, there are. The other one that's come up um, just recently this week was on Jimmy Kimmel, and I don't know if you saw any of that. Kelly Ripa mm -hmm. sent him a thing of cookies like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great for my diabetes, you know, diabetes. And he did diabetes, sugar, did whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you look in the blog, um, all the type 1 parents and 
um, anyone with it went not it went crazy. And they're like, for you know, not that you're including any of this, but yeah, it was interesting. You gotta look at it. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we do this awareness month, mm-hmm. so we can heaven for look. If I'm passed out. Okay, and and uh, do not give me insulin. That's okay, right. don't That's start right. playing with the pump and saying, "Oh, we'll just press up a few dozen times." I'm sure that'll fix them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no, that's that's not. If that's how- the one thing that comes out of this for Diabetes Awareness <laughs> yeah. Month, you're doing your yeah. job right. Yeah, I'm straight. Yeah, I'm straight, man. <laughs> Save uh, Terry. <laughs> so, um, so Dana, um, what's your? How did you come to work with the JDRF? What's your personal experience yeah. with well, this condition? Julie and I have both um, been with the organization 17 years, and and Julie has some personal connection within her family. But my personal story is I was a young kid, graduated from University of Minnesota, and was looking for a job. To be honest, didn't know the difference between type 1, type 2, um, and got involved with the organization. And then it became a passion of mine, and it truly is a passion. And I've met way too many families and individuals with type 1, and um, it's an organization I believe in. It's an organization that's moving the needle on the research, and we're helping people, and we're helping people at a local level. Um, and I truly believe it's the organization that's going to end this disease, and um, we're going to be out of a job someday, and it's going to be the best day of our lives to to move on. I've said before, you know, we work for a nonprofit, so we got to keep moving on to a new one. But we'd love to be out of a job someday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd lo- no offense, I'd love to love you to be out of a job. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the cure going. And, and Julia, this personal experience you've had with it. Yeah. So my dad's sister, my aunt, um, lived with the disease for over 50 years. She was diagnosed actually in her early 20s. Um, And, you know, it was kind of strange because we never really talked about it a lot, but you knew that she just kind of silently kind of took care of her diabetes. And then in my time of being here with JDRF, um, I had a second cousin as well as a first cousin that was diagnosed. And, and of course, you know, like Dane mentioned, the n- number of families and p- people that we got to meet. And, and you know, I think it's interesting. You, you think, well, you know, when you say, well, I work for JDRF, you know, on diabetes, and then people come out of the woodwork, right? People like go, oh, you know, so-and-so has it and this person. And you start to realize how widespread this disease really is and how many people it's impacting. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, the um, you talk about the progress that's been made thanks to uh, the efforts of the JDRF. I mean, when I was diagnosed, I was taking pig insulin for mm-hmm. Pete's sake, and you know, I would test my blood sugars and wait for the color strip to change mm-hmm. and figure yeah. out which 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 uh, shade of turquoise meant that I was in trouble. Yeah. You know, and yeah. these days, I mean, I wear an insulin pump, mm-hmm. and we have these electronic devices which can monitor our blood sugar, and it's pretty incredible. And there is more exciting stuff on the way. I understand you have a, a research update uh, coming up here soon. Uh, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so um, every year we bring in a, a person to come and speak about what's happening in the research. So, and and things, you know, there are times when things go much quicker than other times, but we always think it's really important for people to know that are supporting us, and even for those that aren't, that are, are impacted by diabetes, to really know what's happening in the research world. So there is, there's, you know, incredible things with encapsulation, uh, beta cell regeneration, some of these things that maybe 10 years ago kind of seem sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. kind of you know, not real. Um, we, um, you know, glucose responsive insulin. Um, there's some other things that we're doing from a research side to really increase, you know, really push some innovation. Um, and I think that's really what it takes to get us to where we need to be with our treatments and cure and prevention. Um, one of the things that 
I think about last fall, we had, of course, the first closed-looped um, artificial pancreas that was approved by the FDA. And, you know, that work started about 10 years ago, and it was just like JDRF took a took a chance and said, let's, let's see what we can do with this. Let's use the pump. Let's use a continuous glucose monitor, and let's create an algorithm that'll make it so that a person has to think less about their, their diabetes. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, people are living with it now. People are actually getting this in their hands. And and really being able to make a, a change in their life. And that's that's what's incredible. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, just the um, the leaps and bounds that have been made in the technology. I mean, it, it's it, as soon as I got my pump, I'm like, oh, if this could just talk to yep. my glucose meter all the time, I wouldn't even have to pay attention to it. And, and we're there. We're, yeah. we're here right now. And then. Yeah. We're living in the future, man. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, th- so if people want to attend the research update, where they can, where can they do that? Yeah. So they could either well, most probably the easiest way is they could go to our website, the www.jdrf.org, and see the event, or they could call the office at 920-997-0038 and just RSVP. So that's the, and the event's in Appleton at the uh, Paper Valley Hotel. Um, and we will be on our on our Facebook site afterwards doing a little bit more of an update if it's if people can't make it to Appleton. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I, I will say uh, on, on a personal note, I've been a backer of the JDRF since I was a little diabetic kid riding in the bikeathons around uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, definitely burned up some carbs those days. <laughs> um, so and, and JDRF, uh, in case you're just getting on board with this organization, one of the most highly rated nonprofits when it comes to where the money goes that you will find in the world. You guys are right up there with the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital as far as the charity rating goes. And you're pushing it forward, man. The technology has improved, the treatment has improved, and the awareness of this disease has improved. And the community has improved. I mean, you look at the way when I was a kid, the only time I ever met another type one is when I went to Betus camp. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I saw a whole bunch of them, yeah. you know? I like when you say when you see one out in the wild, too. Yeah, that made yeah. me laugh when it you is. see someone at the grocery store with a pump. You're like, oh, it's like we're out in the wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at a, I was at a, uh, at a, uh, a drinking establishment one night and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I, you know, I get my pump out because yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to have a sip of something, you need to make sure your numbers are good. And all of a sudden, this, this, uh, this gal a couple tables over is like, hey, I got one of those. And she reaches into her shirt and pulls out the pump. I'm like, I didn't expect to see that, but okay. (laughs) Were you hoping for something different? Well, I wasn't married at the time. So, yeah. uh, But yeah, man, when you run into another diabetic in the wild, as I like to say, it's something else. And and now with social media and uh, Reddit has an amazing diabetes community. Mm -hmm. um, If you're a type one, I highly Pardon me. I highly recommend checking that out. But uh, Dana, Julie, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Spreading the word about National Diabetes Awareness Month. And thank you for the work that you're doing to keep the JDRF going in central Wisconsin. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's great being in.